everybody. It's Chris Marshall of the Payne Street Team brought to you by Payne Auto Group Valley Wide and PayneAutoGroup.com. And it's time for another Payne Auto Talk. And this week, it's my guest, Coach Mike Uribe from Payne Westlaco Chevrolet. How you doing, Coach? Doing outstanding. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I've talked to some managers, and uh, we're just going to dive right in. I've, I've so far interviewed some managers uh, for the podcast, and you are the first finance officer. So you are the tallest hog in the trough when it comes to finance, or you're one of the cogs in the wheel? I'm one of the cogs in the wheel. I'm just a team member. I'm just happy to be part of here. Awesome. Awesome. And um, we'll, we'll dive into finance here later, but uh, how did you get started here in the business? Well, um, obviously, I coached for 24 years. Um, started my career at McAllen High School. I was there for eight years and then transitioned to Mercedes where I eventually became the head coach and athletic director. I was there for nine years and then I worked for PSJ ISD for six years where when I started there, I was the head coach athletic coordinator at PSJ Memorial. And during all these uncertain times, mm-hmm. things changed and, and um, this opportunity presented itself to me. And I jokingly said, my besides working with young people and developing them and athletics, my other passions are music and and cars and I can't sing and dance so this is the only other option I had. Oh, I can't dance, but we can. <laughs> <laughs> but so wow! And since you love, you do have to have a love of automobiles. I noticed to be in the automotive yes. business, even though it is a business that uh, that passion for those four or sometimes three or you know two wheels for some folks, it's got to be there. So let's see. So, well, this is a common question I love asking because it really helps people, you know, people are people and we understand each other. What was your first car? My first car was a Jeep in high school. <laughs> Loved it. I grew up in Harlingen, close to the island, and I was, believe it or not, a lifeguard. I, was, I looked a little bit better in Speedos back then. Than, <laughs> but, uh, but I was always in the water, always around the water. So that Jeep fit perfect in my lifestyle, uh, weekends and and. Summers, I'd drive over to the island and enjoy the water, enjoy the surf. And, of course, just being out in the open, I just love it. Oh, man. And then I had my son in 2006, and I had a Jeep that I had just bought in 2004. Mm. So the decision was made that the Jeeps were no longer going to be part of my lifestyle. No. So, uh, so I've been driving four-door trucks since. Maybe someday I'll be able to get another Jeep to, to relive my youth. Well, here at the Payne Auto Mall, I know they have them just a couple of doors down. Yes, sir. So... And that, uh, and that's back in the days. Uh, well, I mean, electronic fuel injection was around, but I guess you were working on a carburetor and all that kind of stuff, yeah. doing some of your own work. And I, you know, I love the manual transmission. I love mm-hmm. the feel, just the, the the simpleness of those era Jeeps. Obviously, now they're mm-hmm. they're a lot more sophisticated and and have some more bells and whistles than they did in the past. But I just love the feel of, of the open drive and the manual transmission. And uh, you know, now I'm older, maybe that's that's I've outgrown it. But that's what I remember fondly about my Jeeps. Yeah, for everybody under twenty, for everybody under twenty five. When he says manual transmission, there's the stick in the middle moves to separate gears, and there's a third pedal on the floor, which uh, some vehicles don't come with nowadays, and uh, especially with some sports cars. Some do, some don't. I know the paddle shifting is is fun, but for some of us, you know, it's you know, there's a brand that shall go unnamed, but I remember seeing it and it had paddle shifters, mm-hmm. and I went, "This is supposed to have a chrome gated." Shifter, you know, in the middle, you know, I want to get my Magnum PI on in this thing, mm-hmm. but that wasn't happening. Uh, so your first one was a Jeep. That now that's awesome. Being a lifeguard, the sand, the surf, and sun and fun, and uh, some of the scenery, I can imagine, was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> and uh, and now you're here as a finance officer for Payne Auto Group. And uh, what what does a fi- I know we we think of sales associates. Those are the folks that when we come in, we we talk to them. They're the ones who show us vehicles. They're the ones who show us features and take us on the test drives. And once all that's done, and we're saying yes, this is the vehicle that I want, and then they pass the baton off to you in finance. What exactly, with finance officers, what do you all do? Well, the simple of it is, is we want to make sure that the vehicle is delivered to the customer, and we have to make sure that we do follow all the compliance required by our accounting offices, by the banks that are funding the purchase, and as well as the courthouses are titling the vehicle. So we just we have several documents that we need to make sure that they're in the proper order, filled out properly, and there's no, I guess... No loose, ends. Yeah. Like no loose ends. No loose ends. We want to make sure all our paperwork is nice and tight because our primary responsibility is to make sure the customer has a pleasant experience. Yeah, because this isn't buying a candy bar. This no. is this is a, what some people would call a high dollar value item. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not just a, a traditional pink slip, but like you said, like a when it comes to the portion of it, I mean, you know, having their payment and everything. And there's also other options they can get with mm-hmm. their financing, with their payment. And now... And I've used it in the past, and I like it. But can you tell the folks listening what GAP and ETCH is? So the uh, GAP stands for Guaranteed Asset Protection. What that does is it protects our customers from any negative equity that may occur after a total loss. Total losses may occur in an accident, may occur in a theft, it may occur in situations like such natural disasters like a flood, which I actually filled out a GAP claim uh, when I was working in Mercedes and it flooded in their streets, it was only been raining 10 minutes and, and the vehicle got overwhelmed with water and it ended up floating like a boat, had to climb out the window, wow. but all that damage caused a total loss. And then of course, uh, in my time here, I've, I've, uh, been fortunate enough to assist some of our customers that have had accidents that are unforeseen. And because mm-hmm. they protected themselves with the gap, they, uh, they were able to, to leave that vehicle, leave that note without any negative equity and get into the replacement vehicle without any glitches. So it's kind of like an insurance policy that is in your monthly payment. So let's say if you had, let's say, $10,000 left of what you owe on the vehicle and, and something happens and you have gap. Then, then that's taken care of. That yeah. negative equity is wiped away. Absolutely, because the insurance companies that, that they have, their personal insurance companies will both cut them a, a check, a settlement check, and they're looking at the value of the vehicle. They're not looking at the loan yeah. that they have. So obviously any difference between the value of the vehicle and the loan amount still pending will be covered by the gap. Yeah, two separate animals or yes. two separate things for the same animal. And at the same time, that guaranteed asset protection allows up to $1,000 in the deductible repayment. So they don't have to worry about the deductible either. Awesome. All righty. And um, what is etch? Is that That's like a physical etching of the VIN number or, or what that, what that does, if the vehicle is stolen, then, uh, there's a set amount that they, they can collect towards the purchase of the replacement vehicles. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, so any, any type of equity that's already been put in the vehicle, they get to reimburse the majority of it through that edge product. Oh, wow. No, that's cool. So, and, and that's all, protecting the client and they're, that's and, and I tell every one of our customers next to your your home and your family this is the probably the, the next biggest investment not in that order but it's yeah. it's a it's a big investment so you want to protect yourselves you know we we sit and we protect our cell phones that are mm-hmm. fractions of the cost of a vehicle and it, it just would be it'd be financially responsible to also protect investments such as your vehicle. Yeah, well, your vehicle is your home away from home when you're on the road. Mm -hmm. So 
to reassure the customer coming in, you know, the, the babe in the woods, like this is their first time. What is some of the best advice you can give them for when they come in and they're, uh, they step into finance and they realize it's not just, like I said, not buying a candy bar. You're not just plunking down a couple of bucks on the table and you walk out with it. Like, what should they expect when they come in and they talk to you? And Well, obviously, our, our main priorities is customer service, to make sure we take care of our customers. And not only do we want our customers to leave happy, we want them to come back. We want them to refer their family and friends. So making sure that we do things that are going to take care of them, uh, not only at the time of purchase, but for the life the, you know, the rest of their life as far as the vehicle purchasing experience. So when they come in here, understand that we're looking out for their best interest and we want to make sure that they're being taken care of uh, and not only being taken care of, but being protected and, and, and make sure we maximize our benefits of their vehicle purchase. Awesome. And so you're the ones making sure that um, the vehicle is, of course, clean upon delivery, but also the accessories that come with it. Does it have the spare tire? Does it have the floor mats in it? You know, and any correspondence. I remember back in the day before automatic um, uploading of software, sometimes you had to have a CD to load into it. Mm-hmm. And we don't even have CD players anymore. No, no. Uh, and again, some, some, there's a lot of technology in our vehicles today <clears throat> with, with uh, GPS systems, navigation systems, the computers that run the vehicles and so on and so forth. So actually, you know, we do have several departments here, but we all work closely together to make sure that, that not only the, the, the decision-making, the purchasing, and the delivery of the vehicle, we all work together to make sure all the questions are asked from the customer and, and that we're also not only, only available that day, but moving forward, we're available for them to, to help and support with their, their vehicle. Yeah, I was about to say, it's um, you know when you drive off the lot, and sometimes people have questions after the fact. What are the most common questions you run into that they'll call you up about? Uh, uh, a lot of times, you know, because a car purchasing um, during the car purchasing process, a lot of times they're being overwhelmed uh, with information. So a lot of times, my responsibility yeah. is to make sure that everything that they're they're purchasing and everything that that they're getting is is clearly stated. So when they move forward, a lot of times they may have forgotten maybe questions on on their warranty or, or, or questions on some other parts of their purchase. So I'm there to review review their, their contracts or, or review their purchasing to make sure that their all their questions are answered. Good, good deal. And all this is itemized in their paperwork that's in that big uh, folder. I remember getting a, a big envelope and I went, wow, this is a lot of, of info and data. But uh, when it comes time for insurance and whatnot, I mean, they, they need that kind of stuff. So our vehicle service contract that that is an opportunity for our, our customers to include in their purchase is is a product that covers mechanical and electrical issues that may come with the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, and it does come with a deductible, some you know, anywhere from a hundred to two hundred dollars uh, the deductible will be. But as these vehicles get serviced throughout their life of their, mm-hmm. uh, of their vehicle, uh, sometimes these, you know, we're, we're talking parts and labor. So this is a way to, again, to protect our pocketbooks moving forward. And, and so if we do have engine issues or transmission issues or electrical issues or air condition or, or axles or, or fuel delivery, then, uh, and then obviously then we can use our vehicle service contract to protect our pocketbooks moving forward. I gotcha. And that also ties into, um, to, um, recalls. Yes. Awesome. So, yep. So they bring the recalls in. Obviously, the manufacturer will inform them there's a recall. They bring them in. We, we apply the service, and we get that vehicle back on the road. For and them. all that's on file. Yes. Pretty made ducks in a row, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also have prepaid service. Uh, which, oh, really? Yes, we have prepaid service. So so on that maintenance, uh, you know, that's the oil changes, the lubrications, the topping off of the fluids, the documentation of their service records, uh, which helps the value, maintain that value, and increase the value of the vehicle moving forward. When it's, you know, obviously, they're going to be wanting to trade in, and they get to see that Carfax, to see all the service 
service that was done to that vehicle to make sure it was properly taken care of, which increases the value of that vehicle. Oh, it's like a, like being an accountant. Yes, sir. So that's another thing. You're, you're kind of an accountant as well or setting up the setting up the grid there for it. Yes, sir. How soon are we getting new vehicles and new and new model types? Because there's some new stuff coming through. And, and since Chevy is part of General Motors, I know you've got your ear to the ground with what's going on with Buick and GMC. Absolutely. We all work together as one team here uh, at the Auto Mall with Buick, GMC, and, of course, Chevrolet. So uh, we are getting deliveries weekly. And, and again, our... our our supervisors, our managers, and our, and our sales team does a great job tracking all these things that are coming in, promoting out there, letting our customers know what, what we're getting when, when it arrives, and uh, and helping our customers. And when they do call, we all obviously look at to see uh, <clears throat> the inventory that's coming in to, to give our customers a good idea of when the best time for them and, and their purchases. Awesome. And what, um, what, what improvements have you seen the past uh, couple of weeks with not just uh, vehicles coming in delivery, but has uh, any paperwork changed? Or like when people get their vehicle, they're locked into that deal. They don't have to worry about their their payment changing or any of their financial statement. And when, once that's done, it's just waiting on the metal to arrive, right? Yes, sir. Once once we, once they get the all the information, it's um, it's pretty much established the way it's going to be. And, and as long as we agree to terms, we're moving forward, and they're just be waiting for their vehicle, waiting for the next one. Oh, yes, man. And I can see right outside your window here is the new t- 2022 Corvette, and it's still it's still growing on me. It's still growing on me. I mean, a mid-engine vet. Yeah. I mean, that's. <sighs> well, let me, let me put it this way: I had one of my closest <laughs> friends call me in February. His wanted to surprise his wife on her June birthday. Oh no! With a new Corvette. So we we were able to put the order in, get the vehicle delivered. He flew down here in the morning without letting his wife know. I picked him up at the airport in his brand new Corvette. He drove it back in time for dinner to surprise his wife with a beautiful, beautiful Corvette. And uh, I told him if his wife ever gets tired of him, I'll marry him if he buys me a Corvette. <laughs> I tell you what, love is a new Corvette. And I tell you what, it's just it's. This whole new mid-engine thing, because when they said, oh, this is a picture of a vet, and I went, no, it's not. It's like, I know a Lambo, I know a Ferrari, mm-hmm. I know a pasta rocket when I see it, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. and it uh, kind of freaked me out, but uh, it's got that spaceship look to it. I mean, a few years ago, when I saw the Z06 Corvette, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is hot, you know, mm-hmm. and now this, this is definitely, you know, a, a cut above. Have you... Uh, so, oh, wait, you, you got to drive it. Yes, I got to drive it. Now, it has the paddle shifters in it, right? Yes. It don't have a stick, does it? No. No. Oh, well. No. That's just me personal. But, man, that thing is hot. What else What else out here? I know we got a lot of stuff here on the show in the showroom floor, but what's some of your favorite stuff beside the vet that uh, GM's cranked out lately? Well, actually, mm, I would say it's been less than a year, but I, uh, I traded in my 2018 2500. Denali. Oh, oh, a three-quarter ton Denali. Yes. Oh, so, so uh, and I, I purchased myself a new AT4. Okay. And I just felt that, that um, <laughs> again, I love vehicles, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, I, and I believe very strongly in, in making sure we take care. I take care of my responsibilities. I take care of my family. I take care of my finances, but I also want to enjoy my pleasures. And I, as I told you, uh, besides, besides athletics, and music, my mm-hmm. passions are cars. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, um, a vehicle like that is, is something that makes me f- 
it makes me happy. And, and, and so I know I, it's not, it's not just something that I drive around. It's something that, that it's, it's a pleasure in my life. Mm-hmm. You can express yourself yes. with four wheels. And you had a Denali package GMC Sierra, which means that was like the luxury. Mm-hmm. That was the cowboy Cadillac, kind mm-hmm. of saying. And with the AT4, that's more of the off-road sport. Off, yes. And, and I, you know, it has that those brown inserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got that little bit more of that athletic, rugged look, which... I'd like to think that's a little bit more my personality than, yeah, than luxury. <laughs> uh, correct, Coach. Yes. So there's no football stitch in the, no. in the headrest yet? No. In the, oh, it. come on. <laughs> but uh, in your spare time, what do you want to? Well, I have two beautiful children. My, son, my son's 15, and my daughter will be turning 14 this week. Oh, boy. So uh, so I, I try to spend as much as my spare time with, with my children. Um Again, like I said, I love the outdoors. So being around the water, um, you know, I've I've gotten into a new passion of, of going to the shooting range and and shooting my oh, my pistols and, and my rifles and things of that nature. But but uh, but my free time, I de- I devote to my children. That's awesome. Throwing the pigskin and putting some lead down range. I hear that. This is Texas. Um, I remember some friends of mine uh, in the service and the army. They said uh, they were from out of state and they were stationed in texas for a short time and they said man i'm gonna tell you what texas high school football they said that's like they saw they saw a high school stadium in around dallas or something mm-hmm. they thought it was a college mm-hmm. so i mean friday night lights is not just a movie mm-hmm. i mean it's like what is it edge couch elsa was it la Maquina? do well, you they re- remember i was the head coach at mercedes and that was our biggest rival oh and i saw y'all's last game at the mm-hmm. old uh stadium there that's now it's Strange, a parking lot right across the street from the stock showgrounds. That was my, I coached that game. Dude, mm-hmm. uh, and I was there to kick off, and y'all had that huge return, mm-hmm. and the place went bananas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is Texas high school football. Mm-hmm. I mean, even our, our mascot who was with us, I mean, I could hear him from inside the suit going, this is nuts. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is, you know, and, and the crowd was deafening so yeah the tigers were mm-hmm. y'all were on that night what was the score that night by the way i i think we ended up losing by a field goal oh no yeah it was a, it was a tough one bittersweet baby bittersweet, bittersweet. But, but it was a competitive it was a great atmosphere um and i joke we do have a lot of fans that come from the the ed couch elsa area and when they recognize me as the uh, coach i used to coach at mercedes i said i remember you guys used to tell me i was number one but you used the wrong finger <laughs> Oh, man. Big football rivalries. Yes. So, Mercedes, what was y'all's uh, big rival? Who was y'all? Well, I mean, it was it was really Ed Couch, Elsa. It was... It, okay. So, that was, that was one of our... <clears throat> we had our, our pyramid of goals, mm-hmm. and our foundation was obviously was to develop character, to mm-hmm. de- develop accountability, to develop pride. But as we moved up our pyramid, we, we blocked off things, maybe like winning our home games. I got uh, you. And then as we got to hire some of the more higher... Priority items were beating Ed Couch Elsa. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as we got hired, being in the third round of the playoffs and making it to the state championship. So, obviously, you want to reach the pinnacle of, of, of your success. You want to reach for the top goal. And for us, it was a state championship. A lot of people, that's crazy to think you're going to win the state championship. No. I said, well, if it's out there, then you want to shoot for it. I'd rather shoot for the stars and come up short than, yeah, no than, than, than barely try to touch the ceiling and have so much more. Yeah, I, I was at the quarterfinals game back when Coy Detmer was uh, playing for Mission at the at the Astrodome, and that was insane. There were people from all over mm-hmm. the valley wearing maroon and white, and Aldine 
was blue and silver, blue and white were their colors. <laughs> and I ran into a guy whose brother uh, had played on that team. We were in the army, and he goes, "Oh, you were with that team." It's like, man, y'all were rabid and foaming at the mouth, and y'all, you know, only we only got two touchdowns. But man, they were they went nuts. So well, speaking nuts, of man. speaking of Koi, you know, he, I felt really really good because he did come and trust the Paint Auto Group with his purchase, and so he came here a few months back and uh, he bought himself his vehicle uh, before he moved back to the San Antonio area. And then Coach Gilpin, your old coach, mm-hmm. also came and bought a vehicle with us. So uh, I, I felt my goal when when I was when I first started here was to make sure every head coach in the Valley bought from Payne. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So uh, Coach Detmer is no longer, he, he went back up to San Antonio? He went to Somerset. Uh, his his father, unfortunately, recently passed. Uh, mm-hmm. So he took over that program. And yeah. he, he's a tremendous person, tremendous coach, great competitor, uh, very humble person. Uh, so, you know, I was very happy to serve him, very happy to know him. And, and I'm excited uh, for all the things that he's doing over there in Somerset. Yeah, I mean, for him to be coaching backward, you know, admission, mm-hmm. that's my alma mater. Mm-hmm. And that had to be weird for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even I even asked Coach Gilpin, I said, hey, when the Mission Vets were playing against the Eagles and there's Coy Detmer <laughs> coaching the team, he goes, oh, yeah, it's weird. It's strange. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very surreal. So I can I, w- I was in the band. I wasn't an athlete, but, hey, I, I cheered my team on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was about to say, being uh, being a coach. I mean, you're a father of two, but when you're out there with these uh, teenagers, you're the dad on the field, on the sideline. So my coaching philosophy had always been that that I had a bigger responsibility than the X's and O's and the W's Mm -hmm. and L's. My my bigger responsibility is to develop young people into being productive husbands and wives, to being great citizens, to being, you know, hard workers and things of that nature. So, you know, I would always say that there's more to life than football, but there's more to football than football. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and so my goal was to make sure that these kids understood that that opportunity to participate in athletics in high school was going to springboard how they were going to handle things the rest of their life. So, so that's why I use that as an important part of my daily philosophies. As a matter of fact, I, I borrowed Lou Holtz's program rules and I adopt them into my program rules, which rule number one was do right. Mm-hmm. Rule number two is do the best you can. And rule number three is the golden rule, which is treat everybody the way you want to be treated. So if you use that philosophy, not only as you prepare to, for a game or prepare for a season, but you use it in every aspect of your life. If, if, as I've come into finance, I sit here and, I'm, and I am doing the best I can, the right thing for our customers. And most importantly, I'm treating them as if I wanted to be treated when they're sitting across from me. So so for me, uh, that transitions to, to life lessons and life uh, a life philosophy so so that's that was my objective and, and and I would tell my athletes all the time the fruits of my labor I will not see this year I will see five ten years from now when I'm seeing you uh, doing great things as a matter of fact I had a I had a young man sit here one time he was here with his wife his child and and his wife was expecting and he was upgrading from a, a, a sedan to a, to a SUV yep that happens <laughs> and, 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 and he was he was maybe in his late 20s and he looks at me and he goes coach Uribe. and I look at him and I go do I know you he says, well, I went to Mercedes. I said, you play for me? He goes, no, I played soccer, but I remember you. And I said, oh, you remember me being the yeller? And the, he says, no, coach, you were the seasoning of the games. But I remember you because how passionate you were about the programs and the kids and so on and so forth. And I got a little choked up. And I said, you know what, son? Well, the fact that you re- remember us and 
this is why I did what I did when I coached was because you are being responsible right now to your family. You're taking care of your wife. You're taking care of your, of your daughter and your soon to be child. And I go, this is why I did what I did when I coached Mm -hmm. because I want, this is the type of men that I want to see men that are going to take care of their families. And and so for me, it was, it was a proud moment sitting in my office here, uh, seeing a kid that, that I had interaction very minimal interaction, mm-hmm. but interaction that was impactful enough that if that I felt ten years later you were seeing. Yeah, it's like coming almost full circle. Absolutely, I believe one of your coaches was a somebody named Tom Shawhan. Is that correct? Yeah. So, so Tom <laughs> Tom Shawhan, <laughs> a coach who coached a coach, coach to coach to coach. So Tom Shawhan was my ninth and tenth grade coach in Harlingen, and uh, back then there was only one high school. It was in Harlingen High and Harlingen South. So he was a very influential coach. And as a matter of fact, I got to share this story with you. I had a very good parents, very involved parents, and they kept the, they kept me on the, on the straight and narrow. Uh, but you know, there's always influences that surround you, mm-hmm. especially it seemed like when athletes were involved, there was always people that tried to pull you in the wrong direction. Yeah. And I remember him bringing me to his office and, and he talked to me about FCA. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to FCA, not because I was doing anything wrong, but he just wanted to make sure I had the right path. So, mm-hmm. again, you talk about full circle. Here's a gentleman that, as a as a 14 year old, he was trying to guide me in the right direction. And and and, and um, FCA fellowship of Christian, Christian athletes. athletes. Yes, yes. So, so so. He coached me in ninth and 10th grade, and then he moved on to the McAllen area. Why? Well, obviously, I stayed in Harlingen. And as remembered, as, as you know, it wasn't like social media today or emails. Yeah. So I remember receiving letters from him my junior and senior year with some of the news clippings of maybe some of the things that occurred. And I was maybe mentioned in the article, or I was featured in the article, or whatever the case should be. And I was like, wow, here's a guy that coached me as a freshman and sophomore. And here I am a year and two years later, and he's still supporting me and encouraging me. So he was that impactful to me as a young player. Of course, then I'm going to college. I, I become a coach. So I go and, and apply for a job at McAllen High School, and I'm interviewing with the head coach at the time, which was Tony Harris. Mm-hmm. Great man, great coach, great leader. And I'm sitting there in his office waiting to be interviewed, and I'm there in my tie, and I look up on the board, and I see Coach Shawhan. And I look, and I was like, my coach Ryan. So as the interview is going on, I, I, I brought it to the attention of, of coach Harris. I said, uh, is that gentleman coach Tom Shawhan? He goes, yes. I go, he was my coach in high school. So he brought him over. So fortunately I was able to get the job. And at the time coach Shawhan was a defensive coordinator. And I was a defense assistant. So he, mm-hmm. he became from a coach to my, my, um, my boss, per se, as as, the, wow. as uh, on the defensive Again. side, and, and, and then we became, Again. and then we became. Uh, I think not only is he a mentor, but he became a friend, gave me a lot of great advice and, and support. And then fast forward, and 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 here I am, another link to Coach Tom Shawhan. I was about to say, yeah, you're 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 amongst the the crew now. Yes, you're Master Jedi. Yes. Oh man, tell me something about uh, Harlingen Hawks. It was uh, your freshman team. Something. Was it the freshman team? Y'all did something extraordinary. Y'all had some game or some really hot playoff or something like that. It was well. I mean, what I what I do recall from from being a freshman there in Harlingen was 
we had a, a lot of participation. Again, it was one school, and so we. It, that I was mean, a new school at the it time. It was a new what? school at the time, but 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 it was still connected to the Cardinals, right? Okay. 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 So it was still connected to the Cardinals. So as a as a freshman, we were called Harlingen High School, the Alamo campus, and so our mascot was the Texans. So by the time we were sophomores, it became Harlingen High School South Campus. But we're still the Cardinals. Again, <laughs> rebranding. Yes, we're rebranding. re-branding. So, so we're still the Cardinals. So, um, you know, in essence, it, it was always sold. As freshmen, it was always sold out arenas. It was it was sold out gyms. And the only game we lost was when we played the other Harlingen team. Okay. So, so it was either our light team or our dark team or our red team or our white team, whatever the case should be. So, but going back to Tom Sean, I, one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting was he would do dances to loosen us up. So he would teach all these. Now imagine all these 14 year old kids. And he, here's coach Shawhan, a six foot three, six foot four, 260 pound behemoth of a man dancing, <laughs> leading all these, oh, all Lord. these young kids and dancing. So we had a great time uh, for them, but again, a lot of success, a, a lot of life, life lessons that we had, uh, growing up in Harlingen and, um, you know, so I feel very blessed to be, be part of that community as a youngster and be involved with so many great people such as Coach Sean. Now, when it comes down to what is going on in the industry, I know that GMC, going back to automobiles for a second, GMC has that new Hummer out. Yes. It's supposed to be doing some crab walk or something. What, yes. What's this thing going to do? So in essence, uh, the steering is four, all four wheels are involved in the steering, which obviously gives a turning radius. Uh, it's very... Um, it gives it a very tight turning radius. At the same time, you can not only turn it, you can also turn it where the view, all the wheels are moving in the same direction. So oh, it so can, it moves, it just, it's pointed in the same direction. It just moves sideways. Correct. Wow. Obviously, it's, if it's in tight places or unique places, then obviously you can maneuver the vehicle to uh, to get it to where you need it to get. Oh, wow. Yes. And this is all electric. It's, it's Yes. Because I know GM gave up Hummer for a while. Now they got it back. Yes. And when do the when are those landing? Well, we're expecting them in the next couple of months, if I'm not mistaken. I know we're going to receive a couple of them in, but I, I think they're they're going to be for for display and demonstration purposes, so mm-hmm. we can get as many people interested in, the, in those vehicles. So and and then once the orders come in, hopefully we'll be able to get a lot of them out there on the road. We'll definitely be broadcasting that here and uh, with digital. Uh, shout out once again to our digital team with Sarah Robledo and crew out there on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else that Paint Auto Group is on the worldwide interwebs um, with. Those new products coming out, what is something that, um, if you were to dive off into your imagination, what is something that you'd like to see? So if you had your, if you had your, you know, couple of minutes with the, uh, the powers that be at GM or any other brand, what, what would you like to see come back or something, something that just, uh, goes to your core? Well, I mean, as you can tell, I talked about my trucks and I talked about my Jeep. Mm-hmm. So that Hummer's right along this, uh, this that bridge. So I'm waiting for it to, I'm excited to see there because I'm also a big technology buff too. Mm-hmm. So I know it's going to be loaded with technology. So once oh, yeah. I actually get my hands on it and I get to see it and see how everything functions and works together, that's what I'm most excited about. So I think the trend of the things that I'm liking is already coming. So, um, so I guess to answer your question, I think everything I want is on its way. Oh man. And hopefully soon. Yes. I know everybody's waiting. Once, um, once folks are done at finance um, and they have all their paperwork and they've got their keys and they've got everything, I know uh, with my first experience, I was just I had everything on my hand and I didn't know if I could leave or not. I know, I know this sounds silly, but some people do get that, uh, I don't know if it's a, like a small amount of anxiety, but 
uh, what is it that they should do as they get their paperwork and everything? Which, well, which, which should be the, the closing deal that they need? Well, well my number, normal routine, once we're done with all the required paperwork and, and all the documents that need to be turned in and submitted and, and all the th- paperwork needs to be handed to the customer, I want to make sure that all the questions that they had have been answered. I also give them my card to let them know that I'm available if something comes up. Uh, moving forward that they didn't think of at the time of, of signing. But again, we work very closely with the sales team here. So we, again, now pass off the customer back to the salesman so they mm-hmm. can do final delivery, walk around to make sure that everything was, you know, the vehicle had been gassed up. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been prepped and clean for them to, to take the final delivery. And again, all the, the adjustments and questions that they may have with the technology of the vehicle or, or the setup of the vehicle moving forward, whether it's with the OnStar or how to get, uh, you know, some, some people may have questions on how to get the seat exactly the way they want it. Oh, yeah, so, no joke. So, so we make sure we let them know that. And, and uh, again, we want to make sure that that our customers' purchasing experience from start to finish is as pleasurable as possible. And, again, we want to make sure that our customers are paying customers for the rest of their life. I hear that. So, so that was actually one of my coworkers from when I was working at PSJ. She bought a vehicle. Her and her husband bought a vehicle this Saturday, but they bought it at the Ford dealership. Okay. So, so they didn't buy it from us, but they came to Payne, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and obviously that we we have a relationship, our working relationship. So after they were super excited, so they drove from the Ford store mm-hmm. to our Chevrolet store to to in essence thank Payne and thank us for for helping them in their purchase. And it was it was a Ford Maverick. Oh, that's right. That's that new unibody thing. Yes. I'm going to be talking about that with uh, Raul over there. On our next podcast, that's going to be great. So there were, of course, being a Ford product, and I'm mm-hmm. working here at the General Motors mm-hmm. side of it. I didn't have much information on it, but the advice I did give them is make sure that they, because there's going to be so much benefits and, and technology on that vehicle that mm-hmm. unless they're aware of it, they're not going to take advantage of it. So I just want them to make sure that they took full advantage of it. And I know they did a great job and they, they're complimentary of the Ford store. They're complimentary of the, of the, of the sales team. They're complimentary of the whole process. So it made me happy that they felt that, that, that extra urge to come over here and tell us about their, their purchase of the, of the Ford Maverick. That's awesome. Yeah. And Ivan Nava out West at uh, Payne Rio Grande city Ford, he told me that he goes, yeah, the Maverick. And when he said Maverick, I'm like, wait a minute. And he goes, no, not that Maverick, different Maverick. And he said, it's this unibody construction. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, I, I can't wait to see it. And I think there, well, one's there. Well, like I said, we sold it on Saturday. Was that the only one? I have no idea. I'm going to go after this. I'm going to go check it out. Yes. I want to go see it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Oh man. So everything you want is on its way. Yes, sir. Are you sure there's gotta be, there's gotta be something. Because I mean, well, I mean, I can't say it on, on air with all the things that I want. <laughs> well, I mean, like oh, the vehicles, on vehicles, yeah, I guess vehicles, vehicles, like uh, the, uh, you know. So I, I know this sounds foolish, but obviously no. people daydream. And I tell myself, if I was ever to win the lottery, what would I do? And I don't want to be one of those, those kiss up guys. But I said, I'm buying all my vehicles from pain. If I win the lottery. So what am I going to buy from the Payne Auto Group? I said, well, I'm going to make sure I, I have my AT4, which I have now, mm-hmm. 2500 I'm going to make sure I either get myself a nice Jeep or a nice Bronco oh, yeah. for my island trips. And I'm going to make sure I have my Corvette mm. as my toy and my pleasure for my weekender. So that's the, the daydreaming that I do with vehicles. Mm-hmm. Remember, I, my passions are vehicles. So, so, uh, so that's... If I was to have my wish list and put my posters up on the wall, there'd be my Corvettes, my Bronco slash. Well, I guess if I win the I win the lottery, I can buy both of them. My my Bronco <laughs> slash Jeep, and yeah. then, and then of course I have 
my primary dream car. It's already in, it's already in my driveway. I also want you. So I walked through our service department the other day, mm-hmm. and I think there's a 1952 maybe Chevrolet pickup, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get my eyes off of it. I kept walking around it, and I looked at it. It's here. It's here. It's in the service department. But well, I'm going back there. Yes. So I also have an old soul, and I love mm-hmm. I love our classic vehicles, and um, and so so that's the other thing. I, you know, you're starting to see a lot of these retro designs coming back, which you know you got the the modern technology with the old school look, which I think is cool. Like Chrysler did that with the Prowler, correct? And the HHR, yes, and the SSR. Yeah. What happened, man? The Chevy SSR. That thing was awesome. Yeah. And it's like it, it needed just a wood deck in the back and some surfboards. Man. <laughs> Dude, the SSR was great. GM, if you're listening, bring that back. We need, you know what? We have we used to do writing campaigns. Now it's emails and hashtags. What's it going to take to bring back fins and chrome? Yes, sir. Fins and chrome. Yes, I mean, Ray-Ban glasses, man, they've never been out of style. But fins and chrome, please bring them back. <laughs> bring back the good old days when the chrome was thick and the fins were tall. That's just me. Yes, sir. Before we started, you shared a story with me, mm-hmm. and it had to deal with family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always ask, you know, I'll do a song here for the uh, podcast. And you mentioned um, of all of all bands, a band that uh, I'm familiar with, and it was out of the Seattle sound. That's Pearl Jam, and the song you requested was "Just Breathe." Just breathe. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, for your dad, who passed. When was it? Last year? Eleven years ago. Eleven years ago, yes, sir. Oh my goodness me. I'll tell you what, I will definitely get that out for you. And uh, I had to do my homework on it, and I found out that Eddie Vedder, their front man, actually played guitar. Yes, sir. I just thought he was one of those microphone-holding guys, and I was wrong, and happily so. But I will definitely get that out for you and your your dad. I appreciate that. You got it. And, and I shared my passions for vehicles with him. And and that's the other thing I share with my customers a lot is my father, you know, we grew up humble mm-hmm. and, and he made a lot of sacrifices to provide for, for his family, his children. And so he did a lot of things without, yeah. uh, so he could provide for us. Awesome. And, and, um, and in 2010 is, is when he passed and, and he had dr- driven a company truck most of his life. Mm-hmm. And, my goal was to put by him a vehicle so he could have of his own. Not because he good, never splurged. He never splurged because yeah. he, had, he had his priorities with his family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, a lot of the reasons that I am the way I am because of the influence of my parents and my dad, uh, specifically. Um, and I have a great, strong mother. I think I talk a lot because my mom, and, and, and I'm very strong-willed like my mom, but I'm, I'm also very... Um, uh, firm on my on my integrity and my values because of my father and his work mm-hmm. ethic, right? And so... Um, in regards to the vehicle, I always told myself at the time when my dad passed, my son was four and they were inseparable. Great, great relationship between grandfather and son. He used to always tell me, he goes, you know, if I would have known how great grandkids were, I would have had them first. I go, dad, I don't think it works that way, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> before the uh, horse. Yes, yes. Because he absolutely adored his grandchildren. And, and, um, and you know, obviously my brother has four children and I, and I have two. And so in my mind, as I became a head coach and started having a little bit more income, uh, I thought to myself, I'm going to buy my father a nice vehicle, something that he can have, and eventually he can pass down to my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, so I kept on putting it off, and, and then in spring practice of 2010, he pulls up in a brand new red Mustang, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited, pumped up for him, uh, and, and so he, you know, 
this was his, obviously a car that he had, he'd been wanting for a long time. Unfortunately, he passed f- five months later. Mm-hmm. So he only got to enjoy his passion for five months. Mm-hmm. And that was the other reason why I decided to, yeah. to, uh, make sure I took care of my priorities, but I also did things that were going to make people, make me happy. Some people it's travel, some people it's jewelry, some people, whatever. They, for me, I love vehicles. And, and so, and so for me, uh, that is why I told you my, my dream vehicle is already in my parking lot. I and, and so, uh, and again, it was, it was a lot largely influenced by, by my father and, and, and his passion for vehicles. So, uh, but again, in his era, it was we just got to admire him from afar. I got you. And, and because of his sacrifice, I like to think I'm in the position I am now, where where I can, uh, you know, provide for my family at the same time, be able to to drive a vehicle that I really really enjoy and I'm happy with. Well, it sounds like the all American grandpa got to enjoy America's pony car. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, where's that? Where's that Mustang now? Uh, unfortunately. Uh, we had to. Your brother we, got it. Yeah, my brother. I, got, he did get my it. My brother did oh. get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So so, what was it? Just a standard Mustang or a GT? No, it was a GT. Is it oh, red? God. It was red. Ooh, arrest yeah. me, red. Red. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, if your brother's listening, uh, don't forget to let uh, your brother drive the Mustang every now and then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or so, you might have well, you know, might have to get that lotto ticket, and get that vet out there, and show them how it's done. Well, I'm not a gambler, but you can't win unless you buy, right? So that's right. Yeah, it makes me think. Yeah. See, we're we're on Monday right now, so the next lotto is what Wednesday. Wednesday, I have one in my pocket. Oh, <laughs> man, you're ahead of the game. Uh, and again, I'm not a gambler, but can't win unless you play. That's right. Well, we'll get that song right out to "Just Breathe" for you, for you and your old man and your brother who has the Mustang that. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be on loan sometime. Mm -hmm. We'll get that going. All right, Coach. Here's some Pearl Jam for you, your family, and your old man. Yes, I understand that every life must end up. As we sit alone, I know someday we must go on. Oh, I'm a lucky man to count on both hands the ones I love. Some folks think I want, yeah, others they've got none of. Stay with me. Let's just breathe Practice on our sins Never gonna let me win Uh Under everything Just another human being Uh Yeah, I don't wanna hurt There's so much in this world To make me bleed Stay with me, you're all I see. Did I say that I need you? Oh, did I say that I want you? Oh, if I didn't, I'm a fool, you see. No one knows this more than me. As I come clean, I wonder every day as I look upon your face, uh-huh. 
Everything you gave nothing you would take a home Nothing you would take Everything you gave Did I say that I need you? Oh, did I say that I want you? Oh, if I didn't, I'm a fool, you see No one knows this more than me As I come clean Nothing you would take Everything you gave Hold me till I die Meet you on the other side Alrighty, that brings us up to the end of another Payne Auto Talk with Coach Mike Uribe right here at Payne Westlaco Chevrolet. You got the thing to say in closing, Coach. I just, you know, excited about, you know, this opportunity to be working for the Payne Auto Group, and it's been a blessing. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I continue to do the same things I did when I coached, which was make sure I take care of my customers and make sure I do the right thing and I do the best I can for them. And, and, and again, follow that golden rule, treat, treat others the way you want to be treated. All right. Well, the golden rule with a golden boy, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with, a, with a platinum coach. So thank you very much for your time. Once again, this is Chris Marshall with Payne Auto Talk, brought to you by Payne Auto Group Valleywide and PayneAutoGroup.com, coming to you right here from Payne Westlaco Chevrolet in the Payne Auto Mall. We'll see you all next time, and we are gone. <laughs>